0: NASCAR Racing, next on MRN Radio.
1: Ten of NASCAR's top drivers have strapped into their race cars for a 15-minute, 20-lap assault on Daytona International Speedway. The pole winners of a year ago are set for the Bush Clash, and by the luck of the draw, it's Bush Grand National Series driver, Jimmy Hensley, who's on the pole. It's something he's dreamed about.
2: Well, you always, you know, have that fantasy, you know, well, maybe maybe I'll be out there one day, but not being a Winston Cup regular, it, it's really just more or less a fantasy, really, for me. And, and then the way things have turned around since uh, September 22nd, it's almost like a, you know I'm in a fairytale playing or
1: something. Uh. Also today at Daytona, the ARCA 200 with Patty Moise holding down the pole position. Live coverage from the World Center of Racing, Daytona International Speedway, coming up next on MRN Radio.
0: M.R.N. Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Extra Strength Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Good afternoon, everyone from Daytona International Speedway. Just a
3: few minutes, they'll be firing up the cars for the run for the Bush Clash. $200,000 on the line. We're under overcast skies, ideal racing weather. We've got a lot to do in a short time. Right now, let's go down and meet a few of the drivers who will be in the clash this afternoon. Truly a Cinderella story for Jimmy Hensley, who drew the pole position for today's Bush Clash. And standing by with him from Woodruff, South Carolina, Dick Brooks.
4: Jimmy Hensley's sitting here. He's all strapped in, got his helmet all on tight, his goggles on. I guess he's sitting here pretty relaxed, but... uh, got to be some lumps inside. Jimmy, you've been around this a long time. You've done a lot of racing and you've been here a few times, but never under, a circ- under the same circumstances as this. And I know that for the last couple months that something's had to been eating on you or people talking to you. What do you think is going to happen today or what do you feel like right now?
2: Well, like I said, you know, it is kind of I'm a little nervous, but uh, I've looked forward to this uh, ever since September. Uh, it's an honor to be involved in this race and uh, we're just looking to go out and, you know, have fun. You know, I'm a grand national driver, so, you know, I, I don't really see any pressure here. But uh, we just want to go out and run with these guys and hang on with them.
4: Well, that's Jimmy Hensley, and he's uh, sitting here, I think, about ready to go, uh, ready to go racing in his Oldsmobile. And uh, I'll tell you, it's a Cinderella story if I've ever seen it. That's the poll winner for the Bush class at Daytona in 1990.
1: Meanwhile, the poll winner for next weekend's running of the Daytona 500 is also in today's Bush Clash. His name is Ken Schrader, and standing by with him is Jim Phillips of WNPC Radio of Newport, Tennessee.
5: Defending winner of the Bush Clash is Kenny Schrader, also the Bush Poll winner for 1990's Daytona 500. Kenny, you've ran one fast lap. How about 20?
6: I don't know. it would be a lot different, you know. We had one fast lap by ourselves, now we've got nine more cars out there, but uh, the old Kodiakaluma is running pretty good
5: yesterday and the day before they were talking about your car being a little bit loose what did you do to tighten it up
6: well you know i think uh, the main thing we had going for us was this rain uh, you know we're going to run the car pretty loose for the clash because it's only 20 laps it rained last night and that ought to help track so i think we'll be okay
5: that's kenny schrader he's ready to go to try to collect that
3: $75,000. as we told you there are 10 drivers in the field and a shotgun on the field in last place is mark martin of batesville arkansas let's get his thoughts right now let's go down to winston kelly from denver north carolina
7: Barney it's kind of ironic that the driver who won the $30,000 from Bush beer for winning the most polls in 1989 drew the final starting position Thursday morning in that drawing. Mark your thoughts about starting shotgun on the field. Well,
6: you know, we we've got a long way to go in a short period of time to do it. It'll take an awesome car or a whole lot of luck or both to to pull it off pull off a win. But you know, we're we're going to try as hard as we can. It's our first time out with Folgers and we're going to give them the best shot we got. Well, based on the history of this race,
7: Mark shouldn't worry about starting at the back. Neil Bonnett scored one of his two victories starting last on the field. We'll take a look at the starting lineup in just a moment when we come
3: back.
8: Things happen
9: fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events, and the next generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. You're smart, got your own trucking business, making it happen. What if I told you there was a place online where you could connect with other smart owner operators just like you? It's an online community called Team Run Smart, where people share advice on truck maintenance, fuel savings, healthy habits on the road, and so much more. All to make your business more profitable. And it's all free. Visit TeamRunSmart.com today to check it out. You'll be glad you did. TeamRunSmart.com, brought to you by Freightliner Trucks.
1: Let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's Bush Clash of 1990. Shotgun is Mark Martin, who we've just heard from from Batesville, Arkansas, driving the Folgers Coffee Ford. This is his third Bush Clash appearance. Ninth starter is Davey Allison of Hueytown, Alabama. Also in his third Bush Clash, he's driving the Haviland Ford. He's finished second in his two previous Bush Clash appearances. Eighth place starter Morgan Shepard of Conover, North Carolina, driving for Bud Moore this year in the Motorcraft Ford, appearing in his fifth Bush Clash. Seventh starter is Rusty Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri, the Miller Genuine Draft Pontiac in his 5th Busch Clash for the defending series champion. Starting 6th, Alan Kulwicki of Greenfield, Wisconsin. He's in his 4th Busch Clash driving his own Xerox Ford Thunderbird.
3: Fifth position on the field belongs to Jeff Bodine of Chemung, New York, and Junior Johnson's Budweiser Ford. Now, Bodine has finished fourth in the last four Bush clashes, and he certainly hopes to improve that here today. Bill Elliott, who's had a good record in the clash over the years, he'll be starting in fourth position out of Dawsonville, Georgia, in the Coors Ford. Kenny Schrader certainly will be the favorite in this one this afternoon, as you've already heard us talk about a little bit. He goes third. He is from Fenton, Missouri. He's in the Kodiak Chevrolet. The second starter will be Greg Sachs of Mattatuck, New York. He is in the Bush Clash on a wild card draw. He's in the City Chevrolet Chevrolet. And on the poll, the Cinderella story we talked about, we'll get into it a little bit more as the day goes by. Jimmy Hensley out of Ridgeway, Virginia, in the Crown Petroleum Oldsmobile. We'll be back to Daytona
0: in a minute. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Bush Clash. Sponsored by Pontiac and your local Pontiac dealer. We build excitement by Holly Farms, the official chicken of NASCAR and proud sponsor of today's Lickety Split Award. By True Value Hardware Stores. For quality, selection, and personal attention, make True Value your first choice. And by Anheuser-Busch, brewers of Busch beer, head for the mountains of Bush.
3: We are back at the Daytona International Speedway getting ready for the Bush Clash here this afternoon. As we told you, it's under overcast skies. There were some raindrops in the area overnight and early this morning but it started clearing about 10 30 and right now we have just about ideal racing conditions
1: you couldn't ask for a better day it is still as barney said overcast but the temperature climbing up towards the 70 degree mark and it makes for an ideal afternoon for racing is there race strategy for a driver in this event well that's a question that everybody seems to have and no one has the definitive answer greg sachs who is starting on the outside of the front row do you have
10: a strategy here for the start i hope that uh... You know, from an outside shot, if this thing pulls like I hope, like I think it will, to get out front and, uh, hey, hold that pedal down for 20 laps and hope that nobody can get you. That's Greg Sachs, who starts on the front row. Meanwhile,
1: starting on the back row, Davey Allison, he is ninth in this field of 10. Do you have a starting strategy?
11: Well, let see, we'll be racing for about 15 minutes, and there are uh, eight cars in front of me, so I got to pass at least one car every two laps. <laughs>
1: But in all seriousness, Davey Allison, can you employ any, sign, uh, any kind of a formal strategy here today?
11: Eli, I don't think you can answer that question realistically before the race starts because so many things happen after they throw the green flag that it changes any kind of strategy that you could form it could probably change on the pace laps or as soon as the green flag flies. You have to just be ready to take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way, and you have to capitalize on it not just take advantage of it but you have to capitalize on it if you miss out on something then you hurt yourself it takes that much longer to make up for it
1: and of course as we've seen over the years barney the backstretch really does have a major factor in this event we've seen cars go two three four wide and that's something that the pole sitter jimmy hensley was talking with me about regarding his bush class strategy
2: Well, i really don't know all i know for sure is you know you gotta hold it wide open for 20 laps and because uh, if you don't you know somebody's gonna do it and win you know, I've, I've watched these races from the backstretch. You know, uh, on Sunday when we're down here, you know, getting ready for our Grand National races, and uh, them cars use up a whole lot of that backstretch. So, uh, you know, I'd say probably anything's, you know, pretty fair game. You know, other than just knocking somebody out of the way. You know, but uh, I'm sure these cars will get pretty wide if you're in front.
1: they really can and in addition to all the money that's on the line as far as the formal purse barney there is uh three different bonus laps here today lap number five the leader gets ten thousand dollars there the tenth lap the leader of the race gets fifteen thousand dollars more and on lap 15 the leader of the race gets another ten thousand dollars so all sorts of strategies plus an eye on that bank account because there's lots of money up for grabs this afternoon
3: Well, if you win the race, you get $50,000, as you said, and if you don't win, it can still lead some laps here. The critical ones, you'll end up with a pretty good payday. We need to point out also that even just being in this thing, you end up with $10,000 if you finish dead last in it, so it doesn't really matter as far as the money, and they're not out there for that anyway. Here they come out of turn number four. It'll be one more lap, and we'll cut them loose here at Daytona. Some very colorful cars this year in 1990, and we'll talk about the color schemes on the cars as the day goes by. Right now, let's swing around this 2.5-mile speedway here at Daytona. Turns 1 and 2 lie to the east end of this racetrack. And covering the action for us this afternoon from Hampton, Virginia and WPEX Radio, let's go over to Joe Moore.
12: 31 degrees of banking here in turns 1 and 2 and plenty of racing room never a lack of excitement as the cars come down to the end of the dog leg and climb almost straight up in the air. We see a lot of movement down here of the cars as they try to line up and form that draft before getting on the back straight away. Other cars don't want to get on the draft. They're trying to break the draft. They'll go to the outside lane coming off turn 2. We'll have all the action for you here today in turns 1 and 2.
3: As they sweep down that long back straightaway, they really build up some speeds. Fortunately, the wind is not up this afternoon. Sometimes it's a big factor over in three and four, as It was in qualifying yesterday, but it shouldn't be this afternoon. To cover the action for us there this afternoon from Daytona Beach, Florida, Alan Bestwick.
9: Thank you, Barney. Good afternoon everyone. Perched high on the inside of the backstretch at the end of this 3,000 foot stretch of asphalt. This is where drafting comes into play, where we'll see the cars trying to jockey around, get position so they can make a slingshot pass on the other cars. The problem is that under the current rules, if you don't have some help. If you pull out of line to make a pass and the guy behind you does not go with you, you're going right to the back. So it'll be, I guess we'll call it cautious gambling on the backstretch at Daytona this afternoon.
1: Turns three and four. That's where you'll see the drivers try and set up for that potential last lap Dash for the win should one eventuate. And standing outside of turn number four from Portland, Oregon, is Fred Armstrong.
13: Just on the outside of turn four here where they make the transition from 31 degrees of banking to virtually flat. Once again as they head into the tri-oval, of course, they come off the back straightaway. Virtually flat back there. Then they go into 31 degrees. Plenty of racing room here in turns three and four on the east side of the speedway. But it gets a little interesting as the cars shuffle around as they come off the corner and head back towards the start-finish line.
1: The front row now being paced by the Pontiac Turbo Grand Prix safety car. Elmo Langley again behind the wheel of the safety car for the 1990 Winston Cup season. The front row, Jimmy Hensley drawing the pole position, beginning his 25th year of driving. Since 1982, he's competed in the Busch Grand National Series of NASCAR, but has never finished better than sixth here at Daytona. And alongside Jimmy in a bright green machine, Greg Sachs, a winner of the Pepsi 400 here at Daytona a few years ago. Mo Langley pulls the Pontiac safety car down pit road. Harold Kinder atop the flag stand and for the start of the Bush Clash, Barney Hall.
3: They are down to the line, and I'm shell-shocked that nobody really tried to jump the gun on the start of this thing, but they don't. They make a good, clean start as they pass the start-finish line and take it to the west end of the
12: speedway, and Greg Sachs breaks out all by himself as a head for the corner. Sachs gets a jump out front as they go into turn number one. Kenny Schrader also puts on a move. He goes down to the inside, and Jimmy Hensley has problems. He falls way back to the back of the pack, is well off the pace. It's Greg Sachs leading the way, Schrader is second, Bill Elliott third, the battle for fourth.
9: They'll sweep it out three wide as they come down the back straightaway in that battle for fourth, all the way down to the inside from the back row as Davey Allison overtakes one, now two cars, now gets by Jeff Bodine, Allison up to fourth.
13: Davey Allison will take it down to the bottom of the racetrack, it's Bodine right behind, and up high is gonna be Alan
1: Kawicki. Allison sticks all the way down to the bottom. Meanwhile, it's gonna be Sachs and Schrader breaking away out of four. A heartbreaker for Jimmy Hensley, his car now getting up to some degree of racing speed Let's go to the Hensley pitch, Jim Phillips.
5: The problem with Jimmy Hensley was his gear shifter. The shifter, something happened to it. Something fell off on it on the start. He's trying to catch back up now.
12: The lead cars are in turn one. Greg Sachs has the spot. Kenny Schrader's putting the pressure on him now as they have broken away from Bill Elliott. He's some eight car lengths behind in third spot. In fourth now is Davey Allison. Fifth is Jeff Bodine. Alan Kowicki is sixth. Morgan Shepard runs seventh.
9: Couple of Chevrolets leading the way now. Elliott running in third, about 10 car lengths back. Davy Allison closing up now to Elliott's back bumper as the field moves now single file to three.
13: Davey Allison comes with it, a car length. He's going to take Bodine with him. They dance down at the bottom of the racetrack. Up high goes Elliott down low goes Bodine with Davey Allison leading that pack as they race off four back to start finish
3: but they can't race door to door too much if they do the front two will totally get away Sachs is a leader right behind him now it's Schrader they work across
12: the line the battle will be back for fourth place and it is a door to door one as they head down to turn number one Jeff Bodine has the inside spot on the outside is the Bill Elliott machine Alan Kulwicki now tries to find room between those two cars can't quite make that move Kulwicki stays on the outside with Elliott
9: Jeff Bodine goes down the inside he bypasses Elliott off. Two. Bodine down to the inside. Elliott stays up high. Those two cars continue to race side by side down the backstretch. Davy Allison drops in behind Bodine now, as does the car of Mark Martin. Those three forts will draft valley on the inside.
13: Now Bill Elliott begins to backslide. Down low goes Davy Allison. Bodine leads that pack. Now here comes Mark Martin down low. Alan Kowicki looks to go along with him, but he'll stay on the high side as they come off four.
1: The last time by the start-finish line, the front two cars, Sacks and Schrader, had 1.06 seconds on third place. This time by 1. 0.70 seconds, to the front two continue to pull away, heading back to turn
12: one. The only side-by-side battle now will be for the seventh position, as Alan Kowicki has fallen back there, and works alongside the Mark Martin car. Meanwhile, up front, here's Kenny Schrader going to
9: the inside of Greg Sachs. Schrader tucked it down to the inside, coming onto the backstretch, fell back in line, single file now, so those two cars will again run bumper-to-bumper, stretching out the lead now to about some 500 feet of racetrack over third place, Davey Allison. Jeff
13: Bodine looks to the inside of Davey Allison. Davey Allison will cover the territory down low. Bodine tries to sneak underneath, but Allison sticks down to the bottom of the racetrack. Meanwhile, Schrader moves to the inside of Sachs as they head back to start finish.
3: Kenny Schrader says it's time to let it hang out and see what we've got underneath the hood of this thing as he dives down underneath Greg Sachs here in the tri-oval, but Sachs hangs right with him. Schrader does not pull away, and they'll head for the west end of the racetrack door-to-door.
12: Side by side, climbing the banking of turn number one. Kenny Schrader with a nose out in front, but Sachs battles back. He still has the outside lane.
9: They continue battling side-by-side off turn two. They come off the corner now, still running side by side. The white and green car of Schrader to the inside. The bright, all-green car of Sachs to the outside. Still a drag race to the end of the back straightaway. Now at the end of the stretch, Schrader noses out front.
13: Schrader gets the advantage as they go into turn three. He'll stick it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Now he drifts up. Sachs looks to the inside, but he'll have to stay in line. Meanwhile, that dicing has allowed Davy Allison
1: and Jeff Bodine to get within one car length. And Kenny Schrader with his eye on that bank account with his new daughter, Dorothy, awaiting those... Whatever comes with $10,000, well, Kenny's got 10 grand as he takes the first of the money laps, but that battling for the lead between Schrader and Sachs has allowed second and third place Davey Allison and Jeff Bodine to close in on that front duo.
12: Those four cars practically bumper to bumper now, except for Jeff Bodine. He climbs the banking, looks to the outside of Davey Allison.
9: Allison says, okay, you go there, I'll go to the inside. He goes to work on Greg Sachs. The lead group of four now, two Chevrolets leading two Fords, about 10, 15, make it 20 car lengths now. Back to fifth spot, Rusty Wallace still single file up front with uh, Kenny Schrader leading the show.
13: All spread out about equal. Schrader takes it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Everybody stays single file now. Davy Allison drifts up just a bit. Jeff Bodine stays behind. The four-car draft races up four.
3: There are four cars up front and a little ways back, about a second and a half back. There are four more running nose to tail as they cross the line. Schrader is the leader. Sacks ride second. Davy Allison's third. Jeff Bodine is fourth. Back in fifth position right now. Rusty
12: Wallace having a battle to hang on to that fifth spot, and he's going to lose it in turn one. Bill Elliott dives to the inside of the racetrack, bypasses Rusty Wallace. Wallace still up the banking. He's in danger of losing another spot. It's Alan Kowicki with a Z-Rex 4 down to the inside. He picks up a spot, and here comes
9: Mark Martin. Martin will also try and follow Kowicki to the inside. Now moves back up to the high side. He'll follow Wallace through, so Kowicki's going to fall back in line to dead even with Wallace as they move to the end of the back stretch in turn three.
13: Mark Martin will tag along with Kowicki. He'll take it down to the bottom. bottom of the racetrack. They'll go to the inside of the of uh, the black car as they go down low it's going to be kawiki down low as
1: martin falls in behind rusty wallace that's the battle for sixth spot kawiki getting himself caught to the inside of the racetrack he'll lose two positions as the front four stream back across the stripe schrader with a bit of a closer groove to the inside of the racetrack than sacks as they enter turn one Sachs
12: peeked to the outside going into turn number one but now halfway through the corner looks to the inside but stays in single file behind him in third the davy allison car then jeff bodine battling back at the rear of the field now. The Mark Martin machine and Alan Kowicki.
9: Kowicki and Martin running side by side now. No real draft right now. Kowicki will fall in behind Martin. They need to work back up to catch back to Rusty Wallace and try and get back in contention.
13: Everybody all spread out in that second draft back now as Mark Martin begins to move away from Alan Kowicki. Meanwhile, up front, the four-car draft continues to stay single file. It's Ken Schrader leading him down towards the start finish.
3: Going to be awfully hard to chase down those front four as long as Schrader stays at the head of the class the way that Chevrolet gets around here as they work across the start-finish line. to complete six, seven laps, eight laps are now complete. So we're just about halfway through the thing, two more laps around. We'll take a short break and we'll be back today, Daytona.
2: Are
13: you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy ziplining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. After more than one million hours of development, the truck of the future has arrived. The new Cascadia from Freightliner, inspired by science, driven by passion. It's loaded with driver focused improvements, such as noise abatement technologies for an even quieter ride, an innovative wraparound dashboard for improved comfort, and a reimagined driver's lounge that promotes productivity and relaxation. Experience the new Cascadia at your dealer or online at freightliner.com.
1: Ken Schrader leads Greg Sachs, then Davey Allison and Jeff Bodine. That's the front four. Fifth place now belongs to Mark Martin. Bill Elliott is sixth. Rusty Wallace, seventh, and Alan Kulwicki, eighth place. As we welcome you back to Daytona International Speedway, MRN Radio with live coverage of the Bush Clash of 1990. Thirteen laps are complete of this 20-lap event. Next in line, running in the ninth position, Morgan Shepard. He is about a half lap down to the cars ahead of him. And then running in tenth spot is Jimmy Hensley. Let's get an update from Pitt Road.
4: Well, as Morgan Shepard just went by, Bud Moore sitting here on the wall, kind of clocking him. Bud, you got a little bit of a problem. What's happening?
7: Well, we've just not been running real good. Think we we got a little something wrong with our manifolds, so I'm flying back this afternoon to do some work on them. Get back to your time to qualify again tomorrow. I
4: will tell you, Bud's got uh, a shop down there that's capable of doing about anything they want to do. They've got two or three dyno systems and it's uh, been in business a long time. So if he's going back tonight to get something done, he's got a lot of concern. But they'll probably get it worked out.
3: So there is a serious problem on Morgan Shepard's car. All he can do is kind of nurse at home here this afternoon. Currently, he is riding in ninth position. Meanwhile, Kenny Schrader takes him up to turn number three. Now, this is another big money lap. $10,000 on the line if he can hold on to the lead as he heads over into the number four corner.
13: Well, Greg Sachs took a peek to the inside, but Schrader shows some strength as he keeps it down low on the racetrack. Everybody spread out pretty much. Schrader and Sachs now begin to break away just a bit as they head off four. They
1: snake their way down the back straightaway as they do here through the tri area, trying to break the draft on Davey Allison in third. Schrader Schrader is across the line with the lead at lap number 15. So $10,000 more for the Kenny Schrader car and Greg Sachs for the moment trying to hang on and do whatever he can, which is very, very little at the moment with Schrader. Jim Phillips is in the Sachs pit.
5: And servicing Greg Sachs today is the Darrell Waltrip uh, crew. Jeff Hammond, how about your story so far? How's it going for you?
12: Everything's really looking good. Gary DeHart, you know, I got our guys down to help him out as far as the pitting is
1: concerned. But Gary DeHart and
12: all his guys have put together a really good car and Greg just doing a fa- fantastic job right now. And if, uh, if everything just kind of hang in there, we may have a little something laid up for him. We'll just have to wait and see.
5: That's Jeff Hammond. He's operating the Greg Sachs uh, pit and they're holding on to second
3: place right now. Here they come back down to the line as the laps are winding down. They've completed 16 this circuit around the racetrack, and nobody's been able to do anything with Schrader. In fact, both those Chevrolets have looked extremely strong since they put them under green this afternoon. A couple of Chevrolets ride first and second, and a couple of Fords, Joe Moore, have been behind them, and that's all they can do is just stay in their draft.
12: Two Fords have tried to hook up and track down the two Chevys, but it's just not working for them. Now, the Greg Sachs is peeking down to the inside. Every now and then, he'll look to the inside of Schrader, but quickly, though, gets back in line.
9: In fact, the two Fords are falling back off the two Chevrolets now. About ten car lengths opened up between second-place Sachs and third-place Allison as they go to turn
13: three. And now Ken Schrader starts to break away from Greg Sachs. Schrader able to hold it all the way down to the bottom of the racetrack, but Sachs can run there, too. Davey Allison takes it down low, going up just a
1: bit high as Jeff Bodine. Jeff Bodine running for Junior Johnson as, again, the lead cars come to the stripe, and again, Schrader goes all the way to the inside in his Kodiak Chevrolet, but Greg Sachs staying right with him in his tire tracks. Wherever Schrader goes, Sacks goes as they head back to turn one with just three laps remaining. Two
12: Chevrolets getting more of a jump on the forge. They fall back by about four or four, five car lengths now. Bodine takes a higher line than does Davy Allison for this end of the
9: speedway. Now they hook back up in the same line on the back stretch. And again as they come down the back straightaway Schrader snakes to the inside all the way down to the end of the pavement, then back to the outside, but Sacks staying right with him now. One car length separating Schrader and Sack.
13: Greg Sack still a car length behind. They're both down to the bottom of the racetrack. Once again, Jeff Bodine drifts up as he goes into turn three. The front two cars. Ken Schrader and Greg Sachs begin to break
3: away. They'll complete 18 laps this time by with two laps to go and let's get a quick report
4: from the junior Johnson pits. Barney was standing there with Tim Brewer watching his car go by. Tim, they say the car is slipping up a little bit. You having a problem? No, we ain't got any problem, Brooks. You know, we had
11: to kind of tape the thing up just a little bit more than what we'd like to. Uh, We called in and said the water temperature is getting a little bit warm, but right now Chevrolet has got pretty good advantage on us. we got to do everything aerodynamically we can to keep
4: up with them. All right. They're trying to hang on. I'll tell you, they're going to, they, you know, this is a good test for the race on Sunday. Anyway,
1: Greg Sachs still running in second place behind Kenny Schrader with a lap and a half
10: to go. Greg Sachs, is there a slingshot move available anymore at Daytona? No, I want to go as, uh, to the front as soon as I can. Whatever, whatever that would be, whether the inside row gets a jump or not, uh, I'll fight my way to the front as soon as possible and just uh, try and keep it there. Well, he got to the front right off the bat and stays right there. White flag from
1: Harold Kinder. Two and a half miles remaining in the Bush Clash of 1990. No one's been able to handle Kenny Schrader. Greg Sachs has now two miles remaining to try and do something. Sachs is on his
12: bumper for the final time as they go back into turn number one. Sachs takes a higher line. Schrader's down low. Still, though, by a car length out in front.
9: They're off turn two and on the backstretch. And Schrader still maintaining that car length lead over Sachs. He ducks to the inside. Sachs follows him down. He ducks back to the outside, but Sachs is not gaining any ground on Ken Schrader. They head to three. As a matter of fact, Schrader moving
13: away from Sachs now as he takes it once again down to the bottom of the racetrack. Sachs begins to drift up just a bit. Schrader sticks down low. It's Schrader and Sachs coming down to the checkered flag as they race off four.
3: They come off that corner and Greg Sachs just can do nothing but ride in the wake as they come down to the line and Schrader will win the Bush Clash. He is across the stripe by one car length. Finishing second is Sachs. Third position will go to Davey Allison. Fourth to Jeff Bonine. Let's go to pit road, and we're in the Kenny Schrader pit. Richard Broom, another bush clash for you. Well,
4: I like that. That was real good.
5: You, you said the car got a little bit loose, but he was able to hold the car on the bottom of the racetrack and hold off Sacks.
4: Right. Uh, we had problems. The car didn't have enough spoiler on it, but I think I know what to do with it for the race.
5: That's Richard Broom, the crew chief for Kenny Schrader. Seventy-five thousand dollars richer right now.
1: Behind Kenny Schrader, Greg Sachs is second, Davey Allison third, Jeff Bodine fourth, and Bill Elliott fifth. Sixth is Mark Martin, seventh Alan Kowicki, Rusty Wallace is eighth. Right now, crossing the stripe in ninth spot was Morgan Shepard, and Jimmy Hensley will finish in tenth spot. We've got lots more coming up. Don't forget the ARCA 200 yet to go here at Daytona. Right now, let's pause ten seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Back with you at Daytona International Speedway, MRN Radio with live coverage of the Bush Clash won moments ago by Kenny Schrader. He won everything that there was to win and so far he's done it all here at Speed Weeks winning the Bush poll yesterday for next Sunday's running of the Daytona 500. Our live coverage continues in a moment.
3: Well, we talk about a quick race Now that was a quick one. i we don't have the average speed yet, but when we get it, it is going to be fast. $85,000 to winner Kenny Schrader, but Greg Sachs did everything he could just could not get around him. Let's get his thoughts right now. He's down on pit road.
5: Greg Sachs, you stayed right there. You put it all over the racetrack trying to get by Kenny Schrader, but you just couldn't do it.
10: Well, we just didn't seem to have enough for Kenny today. You know, he uh, he got by me earlier in a race I was a bit disappointing for me because I knew that if one of us got out front, that it would it'd be pretty tough to get by. And then he got under me in turn three there and uh, that was really the turning point of the race right there.
5: He was able to keep his car right down on the bottom of the racetrack, too. That was very difficult to get by him over there.
10: Well, I could run right on the bottom, you know, and when Kenny got underneath me, our cars were really evenly matched because we were running side by side, and I'm watching Davey and, and Jeff just catching closer and closer, and I didn't really want to give way to Kenny, but I didn't want to have that four-car pack there either. So I kind of let Kenny get by and I was hoping I could get back by him later.
5: When you pulled away just a little bit from the rest of the pack, did you think about giving him a try earlier?
10: I had that baby on the mat
7: the whole way. There was no trying about it. We had all we go all the way.
10: That's Greg Sachs. He finishes second today
5: in the Bush Clash. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Uh,
7: We've caught up with Davey Allison who started ninth came all the way up to third after the first couple of laps you came like you were shot out of a cannon but then got there in third and kind of stayed there Davey.
11: Well uh, our Texaco Havilland hummingbird Thunderbird stayed pretty good the whole time it started off a little bit loose and then it got a little bit too tight you know so I couldn't do anything with those guys uh, I could see Greg getting Kenny a little bit loose and I was I was kind of hoping they'd get a little bit too loose one lap so we could catch them but uh it just didn't work out got to congratulate Kenny on a great race and Greg drove a good race too and we came home third. This is Well, we broke our string, but
7: we went the wrong way. We need to be in victory lane right now. Now, David, there's a lot of discussion about the Ford's drafting with Ford's. You seem to draft pretty well with Jeff Bodine. Well,
11: my car, as I said, was a little bit too tight, and I had to keep it down low, and Jeff's car was working better up high. If both of us could have been working good in the same place, I think it would have helped both of us out, but you know, we were just a little bit off from what each other needed to be to, to be able to help each other.
7: That's Davey Allison. He finishes third this afternoon in the Bush Clash. And Kenny Schrader's on his way to victory lane, and we'll, we'll be going there in just a moment.
3: From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio.
1: Well, the Busch Clash is history here at Daytona International Speedway. Kenny Schrader picking up the victory. On the other extreme, the members of the press covering the Clash today have voted the Goody's Headache Award, the $750, to Jimmy Hensley, whose problems with the shifter on the start of the race relegated him to an eventual 10th place finish. In addition to the $750, that Jimmy gets a $250 donation again this year going to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. But from Jimmy Hensley's, Goodies Headache Award to Victory Lane. Comments from Ken Schrader. Dick Brooks is with him.
4: Well, Kenny's standing here. They're, they're, he just uh, picked up his uh, new addition to the family here and uh, kind of holding on that. Said it may get him a good choice for the, uh, for the most popular driver, anyway. In here. But anyway, and they're discussing a little bit how much he won. Well, it was 85, 95, it 85000 uh, or 95000 anyway, Either way is a good payday, right?
6: Yeah, I don't care what it was. You know, eighty-five or ninety-five. Either way, when you get to come into victory lane here at Daytona is special especially with a new sponsor like like kodiak uh, come with us chevrolet exxon ac back with us and peak now uh, you know we're real excited to be here
4: well, you, people a lot of people said that uh, it was going to be a runaway you are just going to drive away from them it didn't really work that way were you capable of driving away or was the car not quite right you're going to do some adjustment on it. what's happened
6: i pedaled this thing as fast as i could and i couldn't get but a half a car length away so i, I don't see how anybody can think it's going to be a runaway i mean uh, I hated to try to go by Greg when I did, because we were getting away from them guys, and, and I wanted to get away from them a little bit, but you know, the money laps in this thing, you just can't, you can't overlook those things, so I went ahead and, uh, and went and tried to get Greg then. We lost our lead over third, but I figured we'd worry about that later, that first, we had to worry about the lap five first, that was the first lap that paid. Well,
4: that's very true, it, uh, this is an awful good race to set up for the, for the 500 and all the races to come yet. Did you learn anything? I learned that we got to do a lot of work, because our whole car's loose loose. Okay, well, loose-loose means that it's driving a little bit sideways and, uh, and sometimes that'll uh, work you out. And in 20 laps, it don't make much, but in 200 laps, car driving sideways will either uh, slip out from under you or slam wear you out. So they got a little work to do, but I think they'll be ready for it.
3: That's been the thing that everybody's been working on since we came down here is the handling of the car through the corners. Let's get some thoughts of some more drivers that were in the clash here this afternoon. Let's go down to Winston Kelly.
7: We're standing with Jeff Bodine who came home in fourth position this afternoon. Jeff, another fourth place finish. You seem to have a lock on those, but that's n- not really where
8: you want to be. Not at all. We're, we're hoping to get up the first one of these days, but we keep getting in a bush clash, and we're proud of that. We keep winning those bush poles. Uh, eventually, we're going to ro- win this race, and of course now my relationship with Budweiser, uh, Junior Johnson, and Ford is, is going to, I think, help that. Uh, I think this is a good start for us. Uh, obviously, we'd like to done better, but uh, it looks like You can see two Chevrolets up front and two Fords following them around, and we're going to try to work all week here in Daytona testing and try to improve that. We're going to try to get those Fords out in front of those Chevrolets next Sunday.
7: How did the car feel, Jeff? Did you have any problems with it today?
8: Uh, No, I'm real happy with the car. We got a little behind on the start and uh, got hooked up with Davey Allison. He and I caught uh, Kenny and Greg and looked like we were going to have a good run at them, but we kind of got there and stalled out. That's That's how restrictor plate racing is. Unless you have a lot of horsepower, more than the guy in front of you, you're going to kind of stall out behind him. And we just couldn't make any moves. Uh, I tried to go high in the corner to get a little run on Davy towards the end of the race. Uh, That didn't work either. I was trying everything I could, but we just didn't have any more. Uh, But we'll work on it this week and hopefully uh, get it going a little bit better and good enough to get up in front. That's the 1986
7: winner of the Daytona 500. He finishes fourth this afternoon in the Bush Clash. Now let's go down pit road to Jim Phillips. Rusty Wallace,
5: you started off like you were going to go and then all at once you stopped.
11: No, I'm real happy with the way the car ran. I mean, the guys did a great job. We started from seventh and got up to a fourth or something like that, and everything was going good. Then I just got a little loose, and uh, when that happened, I had a feather out of throttle just a little bit and uh, just had to ride it out. But it's a good time to, a good session to see what we need to do, and now we've talked about it, and we're going to go back and take a look. I'd just like to thank everybody, uh, miller Daniel draft and everything. We've got a good start here. I think we're going to be okay for the 500. Even though this is only 20 laps,
5: it it is a race you have to be patient in.
11: It's the easiest uh, test session we get before the 125s, and this is something we need to know about what our car is going to do, and uh, we learned a lot today. That's Rusty Wallace.
1: And before we begin our coverage of the ARCA 200, that will be coming up here in just a moment. Let's put a cap on our Bush Clash coverage. Again, here in 1990, the folks from Peak Antifreeze and Summer Coolant are along on MRN as we vote the Peak Performance Cool Move of the Race Award. The winner, again, receiving $500 this year from the folks at Peak Antifreeze and Summer Coolant. Let's begin our voting out in turns one and two with Joe Moore. Eli,
12: you hate to give everything to the winner, but again, it looks like the coolest thing I saw all day was Kenny Schrader getting out in front and holding off Greg Sachs all the way. So I'll cast a ballot in favor of Kenny Schrader. Alan
9: Bestwick. Well, I'll give an nod for Davey Allison. Davey was starting in the last row, and he knew that if he was going to have a shot at winning the race, he would have to get up front real quick. He got from last, uh, from the last row, ninth starting spot, all the way up to fourth by the time they were half a lap into the race. So I'll give an nod to Davey Allison.
13: Fred Armstrong, your thoughts. Up to second, the Davey Allison uh, nomination. He was able to do it quickly. He was able to do it uh, almost uh, quietly, if you will, and uh, moved his way through traffic with no trouble and moved his way all the way from the back row up to uh, third. My vote goes to Davey Allison. Dick Brooks, what do you think?
4: Well, I think that uh, I talked to Jimmy Hensley before the race started. He was sitting there pretty calm all right, but you know he had a lot of knots in his belly. And uh, when the thing started, he got down toward the first turn and he had all them cars around him and the thing didn't go. He kept a good straight line. He was dead in the front. Every one of them passed him. He didn't, uh, didn't trick them, didn't do nothing, and that's pretty cool as far as I'm concerned.
1: That's a good thought from Dick Brooks. Jim Phillips?
5: I'll have to go along with that too. Uh, you know, Jimmy Hensley came in here today. A lot of pressure on him. He Shifted the car, and it didn't go, and he said before the race, I don't want to mess anybody up if I can help it at all. He moved out of the way, got out of the way, so I'm going to go with Jimmy Hensley, too.
7: All right, and Winston Kelly, what do you think? I'm going to have to go along with Joe Moore's nomination for Kenny Schrader, getting out front that quickly and being able to hold off strong challenges from Greg Sachs and Davey Allison. My nomination goes to Kenny Schrader.
1: Barney, you saw I had written down Kenny Schrader uh, as soon as we pulled the ballot here out of the uh, box. So I, I'm going to stay with that, although the other nominations are a good one as well. But uh, Kenny Schrader did what he had to do, and that's what uh, this award is basically all about.
3: Well, I'm kind of tempted to cast the vote for Davy Allison because you don't get any second chances in a race like the Bush Clash. You pull out a line, do something wrong, and, and you're going to go backwards. He kind of held his line there, got himself up there in a position to get a good finish, so I'm going to cast the vote in that direction for Davey Allison.
1: All right, we'll figure out the tiebreaker while we're away, and as soon as we come back, we shift our attention to the ARCA 280 lap set to go with driver Patty Moise of Jacksonville, Florida, on the pole.
0: Yeah. RM radio coverage of the nascar winston cup series has come to you from daytona international speedway and sponsored by pontiac and your local pontiac dealer we build excitement by Holly Farms, the official chicken of NASCAR and proud sponsor of today's Lickety Split Award lap. By True Value Hardware, for quality, selection, and personal attention, it's True Value, your first choice. By Anheuser-Busch, Brewers of Busch Beer, head for the mountains of Busch. By Unical, the winning spirit rides with you every time. By Armor Star canned Meats, America's choice for the great outdoors. By Baby Ruth, the official candy bar of Junior Johnson. By Gatorade, Gatorade gives your body what it's thirsty for by Planner's Nuts and Mr. Peanut, proud sponsor of Travis Carter's number 98, by Dinnerbell Meats, the official meat products of NASCAR, by Peak Freeze and Summer Coolant, only Peak gives you peak performance, by First Brands, makers of STP oil treatment, STP is the edge, and by Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen, associate producer, Alan Bestwick, affiliate relations, Pat Hensley and Greg Robertson, engineers, Harry Howard and Clay, Stalker. Production assistants, Tina Marr, Cheryl Knight, and Stephanie Ellis. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International Speedway Corporation.